April 19th, and this is the fourth podcast in a series of weekly podcasts that The Daily Lobo is putting together. My name's Elizabeth Sanchez, and I'm the editor-in-chief at The Daily Lobo. First off, we're going to start with a story reported by Danielle Prokop and Cameron Goldner about the Board of Regents. They met Tuesday and made the first of many decisions on how to resolve the Department of Athletics deficit. Cameron has the story for us here. Thanks, Elizabeth. In a 6-1 to vote, the Regents moved forward the plan presented by President Garnett Stokes and Athletic Director Eddie Nunez. The plan outlines how athletics will repay an estimated $7.4 million debt to Maine campus, beginning in fiscal year 2021. The plan also discusses the fiscal year 19 budget for the department. According to the proposed plan, the department will repay over $450,000 per year. The debt is projected to be paid off by fiscal year 2029. The department received a gift of $1.3 million from Maine campus earlier this year, and that money does not have to be paid back. The most noteworthy item in the plan is a call for $1.9 million in reduction in sports. What exactly that means is unclear. Nunez stressed that it doesn't necessarily mean that sports will be cut. Nunez said, quote, that could be from budgets, that could be from a lot of things. It could be from roster management, end quote. Nunez continued to say, quote, is cutting sports an option? I think that's something we have to determine as a group, end quote. Head soccer coach Jeremy Fishbein sent out an email on Monday night about how his program was one being, quote, seriously considered, end quote, for a cut. Fishbein was in attendance at the meeting, along with numerous alumni from the program. Fishbein gave an emotional speech during public comment focused on the opportunities that the soccer program provides for the players, some of who would not have been able to attend college without their soccer scholarships. Tell me, Javier Carrasco, that kid came here from Anthony, New Mexico. His dad, mailman, he didn't think he was going to college. And, uh, and that kid's got a PhD. President Stokes stressed that no decisions on which sports may be cut have been made. The deadline for making those decisions is July 1st, when the new fiscal year begins. Thanks, Cameron. Last night, 10 new senators were elected to be part of the Associated Students of the University of New Mexico. Austin Tyra has that story for us. The 2018 spring election voting numbers added up to half of last fall's record-breaking total. This semester, nearly 1,500 votes were cast in the Senate election, compared to last fall, when a little over 2,000 were cast. The executive director of the Elections Commission, Emma Talbert, said the spring elections are typically busier than fall semester. Talbert said since more people ran for positions in fall 2017, the larger election brought a bigger turnout. Talbert also said the Smith Plaza renovation contributed to lower voter turnout. She said, quote, A lot of traffic has been diverted around campus, so not as much contact has been made during campaigning, end quote. During ASUNM elections, students have the option to run alone or with an unofficial group called a slate. Slates often promote specific goals such as safety or diversity improvements. Slates have the same limit as individuals for campaigning spending, $250. However, students are elected individually, not by their slates. Frontrunner Selena Montoya said her slate, Serve UNM, honed in on three topics. The slate aims to focus on campus safety, accountability, and make clear what ASUNM's role is at the university. Montoya said, quote, 
Specifically with safety, there is a committee that we want to do, and we want to hold and make it the culture that senators are accountable for representing the student voices. End quote. Montoya said this proposed ASUNM committee would have seats for students to talk about safety. One of the five Empower candidates, Gabriel Ruha, said the slate focused on sexual assault awareness and campus safety, meaning how fires and other emergency situations are managed. Ruha also said he wants to be a voice for who he called the underdogs and help represent, quote, smaller societies and groups that are overlooked because they are not as well represented in Senate. I'm not in a fraternity and sorority, and I'm in biochemistry, which is a small major, so I think I can represent that small community very well. End quote. Thanks, Austin. Next up, as part of Sexual Assault Awareness Month, ASUNM held an event centered around raising awareness and signing a pledge to end sexual assault on campus. Tom Hanlon reported on the story for the Daily Lobo, and Madison Sprato is here to talk more about it. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, so you also went to the event as a photographer. Can you tell us a bit about what that was like? Yeah, so it was actually pretty busy when I went. Um, students got the chance to get a free haircut, and they also signed a petition to pledge to end sexual assault on campus. The event was called Sheer Empowerment, so it fit pretty perfectly. What was the motivation behind making the theme about haircuts? Well, a press release from ASUNM said it was meant to go along with an increasing recognition that survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence often confide in their hairstylist or barber. The deputy chief of staff for ASUNM, Alice Vernon, said when people sit for a haircut and get to talking, they can sometimes allude to sexual assault or tell their hairdresser things they usually don't tell other people. And this is a pretty relevant topic for UNM. Tom reported that 23% of female undergrads reported attempted or completed sexual assault nationwide, according to a study by the Association of American Universities. Yeah, unfortunately, that's true. Some members of ASUNM that Tom interviewed said it's a cause that's really important to them. Vernon said that she has a personal connection with the movement because of the statistic. She said she knows people who have been affected by this, and following the Time's Up and Me Too movements, it's really important to keep the conversation going because everyone deserves to be taken seriously. And also, ASUNM Director of Communications, Noah Michelson, he said that as an older brother to a sister who just began college, he wants families and parents to know that their loved ones are safe going to UNM every day. Thanks, Maddie. So a lot has been happening this week in sports, and Eleni Rael has more details. The UNM track and field team had high-performing athletes in the Triton Invitational last weekend with one individual victory and over a dozen top 10 finishes. Freshman Udora Chigbo took first in the women's high jump, clearing 5 feet 8 and 3 quarter inches. Her jump placed 7th in Lobo history. The Triton Invitational was a successful meet for the Lobos as they prepare for postseason, which is just over a month away. The men's tennis team recorded a weekend split at home losing to Utah State 1-4 on Friday before defeating the Boise State Broncos on Sunday 4-3, as Matthew Catrone reported. This Friday, the Lobos will take on the University of Denver. The Lobos Senior Day is this Saturday, and they will play against Air Force. Both matches will be held at McKinnon Family Tennis Center. Women's tennis went 0-2 this weekend, losing Friday to Boise State 2-4 and to Utah State on Sunday 3-4. The team is back in action this Saturday for the final regular season match against Air Force here in Albuquerque. Beach Volleyball currently has eight wins under its belt. This Sunday, the team finished the weekend with a split against St. Edwards and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They are preparing to take on Arizona, Benedictine University at Mesa, and the University of Utah for the Bear Down Bash in Arizona starting this Friday. The softball team was off last weekend and returned to action on Monday night against University of Texas El Paso. They lost 7-0. 
They begin a home series against the Utah State Aggies on Friday night, the next-to-last home series of the year. The team will also play a midweek game next Wednesday against Arizona. The baseball team was swept in a weekend series by the Nevada Wolfpack and has slipped to last place in the conference. The team will look to snap a losing streak this weekend against UNLV in a series that begins Friday at Santa Ana Starfield. The team took another loss on Tuesday against Texas Tech. Matthew Narvaez reported that the Lobos fell 20-9 in a game of intense offense. This is the 10th straight loss for the Lobos. As Cameron Goldner reported, the women's basketball team is sending a team of four players to the USA Basketball 3-on-3 Open National Tournament held this weekend, April 21st to the 22nd, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The four selected are Jason Nunn, Antonia Anderson, Maddie Washington, and Asia Robinson. The winning team will get to represent the United States in the FIBA 3-on-3 World Cup in Manila, Philippines in early June. Twelve teams will compete in the tournament. Thanks, Alani. The Daily Lobo has also been shifting gears a bit this week. Last Friday, the Student Publications Board selected the current co-news editor, Kyle Land, to be the next editor-in-chief at the Daily Lobo. His first day on the job is April 30th, so that is two Mondays from now, and I cannot be more excited for him. Kyle is very talented, and I'm really proud of all that he's accomplished, and I'm looking forward to see what he can do with the Lobo. Apart from that, the Lobo ran a special issue today, The Green Issue, It's a must-read because it has topics like marijuana, Earth Day, gardening, and earning cash on the side. It's all green-themed. Before we sign off, I'd also like to remind our audience that The Lobo would like to stay connected to them in a variety of ways. One way we try to do that is through monthly photo contests. This month's theme is spring. The initial submission deadline was April 15th, but we are extending that deadline to April 28th. So please submit any photos that you associate with spring to photoeditor at dailylobo.com. We would love to see your work. Also, don't forget, if you want to make your voice heard in a different way, you can always submit letters to the editor by emailing opinion at dailylobo.com. That's a wrap for our podcast today. I'd like to thank Madison Sprato, Eleni Rael, Cameron Goldner, and Austin Tyra for being here with me today and being the voices of the Lobo. I'd also like to thank Danielle Prokop. Although she couldn't make it today, she did contribute a lot of the script writing for this podcast. Also, huge thanks to Cumulus Media. As always, we really appreciate you allowing us to use your studio for our podcasts. Thank you. Have a great day. (laughs) 